Good afternoon. Welcome to Lancaster Connects, the show about small business and small charity success in Lancaster County. We highlight the best and the most interesting that Lancaster has to offer. Showcase the battle on Main Street, big versus small, David versus Goliath, if you will. Um, Again, showing what makes Lancaster so great. As you can see, it's just me. Jeff has been replaced by a book with his name on it. Say hello, Jeff. He doesn't want to talk today. No, Jeff, Jeff is out of town. Um, he's he's uh, uh, moving about the country, if you will, um, really uh, making an impact with uh, uh, some of our vendor partners and uh, connecting the dots on a lot of the different projects that we got going on here at Gardner's Mattress and more. Uh, right now, he's in Las Vegas at the uh, industry uh, trade show that happens twice a year. And uh, he and I were talking this morning about some new products that we're going to be putting onto the showroom floor. And, um, you know, since I mentioned the showroom floor, uh, the background might look a little different. Um, We're in a new location in the showroom. Um, I can't turn the camera to show you what else is going on. But uh, we teased a few weeks ago that we had a painting project uh, going on. And you really should visit if if you're uh, a customer and you're watching or... Uh, you know, never visited and want and and want to visit. Uh, you should come take a look because if you've been in the showroom before and you've seen, um, you know, I think it always looked nice. Uh, but the uh, we've been here for twelve years and the paint was a little old. There were some marks on the wall from various things that we've had on the wall over the years and different paint schemes or themes in different parts of the showroom. So it was kind of a, a mismatch, if you will, of of colors in the showroom. Uh, now. The painting is done. It took two weeks. Uh, shout out to Two Dudes Painting. Uh, we had Tony uh, Kirkner uh, from Two Dudes on uh, in the spring. Uh, Two Dudes is a fantastic company. The crew that was here can't say enough good things about the work and the effort they put in. Uh, we had a wall of death, we called it, that had a bunch of stickers on it and it needed major patch, uh, a major patch tab. But it's now painted over and fixed and you can't tell uh, the horrors that were uh, what it was before. But the showroom looks fantastic. It's a nice uh, light gray on the wall behind me and around the showroom. Back of the showroom, we've got a new Tempur-Pedic display that we're going to install later this week. Um, It really, really uh, is classy looking. Um, And uh, we've got some other uh, surprises coming to the showroom. Uh, Some things we're doing with our displays, uh, really making this place look uh, super fantastic. I think up to the level of service and products uh, that we offer here at Gardner's Mattress and more. So um, please visit, take a look, walk around the showroom. I think it looks looks fantastic. So shout out to two dudes. They did a great job. Uh, just a, f- a few notes. Uh, you can watch this. If you're watching it now, you're watching it on Facebook or YouTube or possibly a LinkedIn channel uh, at both Gardner's Mattress and more and the Lancaster Connects uh, pages uh, for uh across Facebook, uh, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Um, there's Jana, super fan Jana, Jana Overgreen. Um, it changes hard, but you know what? Uh, we, you know, and I, I should give a shout out to our team. We did uh, a lot in here. We moved almost every mattress in the showroom around. So our service team, delivery and, and service team, and, and our sales team, uh, we had a lot going on in the last couple of weeks, right, Drew? Indeed. Uh, so uh, kudos to them. They did a fantastic job. Um, and uh, yeah, change is hard, but change is good too. So, um, you know, we, we're not changing who we are and what we do. We're just changing maybe what we look like 
uh, to kind of match that that experience. So, um, and uh, I see Adrian. Uh, thanks for checking in. Um, it's a good segue. Uh, commenting, uh, and we've now got three comments. Look at this. Uh, commenting and uh, you know liking the post and whatnot uh, enters you into our contest. And uh, conveniently located over here, we've got our less snore, more cuddle, uh, hydro flask, and tumblers. Uh, your choice of one of those two great gifts or a restaurant gift card, a $25 restaurant gift card to a nice restaurant in Lancaster County. We got a bunch of uh, restaurants uh, handpicked and uh, ready to go here. Um, so if you're our winner, we'll spin the prize later at the end. And if you're our winner, you can come in and pick out one of these great gifts or the $25 restaurant gift card. Yes, leveling up. Thanks, Jonna. Man, I can always expect comments from Jonna Hoover Green and Amy. Amy's a, a, a super fan as well. So uh, thanks. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, without further ado, I've got a fantastic guest for today. Uh, she actually, um, I, I'm meeting her for, for the first time today, which uh, is a shame because uh, we have a lot of mutual friends and people uh, that we're connected to and our businesses are connected to. Um, but I'm, I'm thrilled to have her on. Uh, you're going to meet Lancaster's homegirl, Christina Deal. So welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so we'll, 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 you know, do our, our normal thing here. We've got some questions about, you know, the Lancaster homegirl and another venture that you've got going on, uh, the money girl. And then we'll talk, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do our connection cocktail at the end where we'll learn a little bit more about you. But, you know, just as, as an introduction, um, you're a Lancaster native. Is that right? Yeah, born and raised in Lidditz. My whole family still lives in Lidditz. I'm the furthest one away, the whole eight miles south into Lancaster City. So <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you defected. <laughs> yeah, they were like, you're moving where? <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. So, uh, so are you in Lancaster City now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I first moved here, I guess it was in 2005, thinking that eventually I would move back to Lidditz, but then I just fell in love with the city. So yeah, I'm in like the Chestnut Hill area of Lancaster City. Okay, very nice. Very nice. You know, um, I, I live pretty much in between the two. I'm, I'm like just south of the Lancaster airport. So um, nice. I think I have the best of both worlds. I can be like 10 minutes or less into Lancaster City and less than 10 minutes to Lidditz. And there's so much cool things going on in, in both cities. You know, every uh, you know, I don't get a lot of time with kids and a, and a new puppy to get out and do stuff. But yeah. you know, every time I drive through Lancaster City, there's like a restaurant or a new gallery or new thing that's popped up. Um, and and I think the same thing could be said about Lit. It's two really two neat cities and communities to to be uh, to have grown up in and and to currently live in. That's cool. For sure. Yeah, I think I'm very fortunate. Yep. Yeah, well, and, and you know, I think Lancaster Countyans, is that the right word, are, are fortunate in general to have these really sure. neat and unique communities really across across the county. So, uh, uh, a Lidith native, you're a, you're a Warwick graduate, I'm assuming? Mm -hmm. Yep, Warwick 1999. <laughs> 99. You know, that's funny. I did, uh, so I, I'm, I'm a mattress retailer and I've, I've been so for 22 years. Um but I did, uh, I actually have a, a music education degree that I've, I've never used. And in, so this is interesting, in 1999, in the, I believe the fall of 1999, I did my student teaching at Warwick High School or Warwick School District. So that was across um, uh, high school band and chorus. If you were in high school band and chorus, we might have crossed paths. And well, that, if it was fall of 99, that would have been right after I graduated, right? Okay, right, right. If you were, yeah, if you graduated, and yeah, that's right, that's right. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, that so, would have been crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it was the year after that. 
Um, yeah, so it was across elementary, middle school, and and high schools. But uh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, yeah, Warwick is a is a great school. Uh, we we sat on the Warwick High School lawn and watched the fireworks on July Fourth. So. Yeah, awesome. Yep. So all right, enough enough uh, introduction. Let's let's dive into. I've always been curious um, the Lancaster Home Girl name. I think it's unique and cool. How did that come about? Yeah, it was early on in my real estate career. Um, I was meeting with a new lender, Mark Ponce, and he, if you're familiar with him, he just has a, a very I know Mark. Yeah, yeah. He's got a great marketing mind and very creative. And I think in our first meeting, he was just like, you know, he's like, you're like Lancaster homegirl. And I was like, what? <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't necessarily like it at first. I didn't think it sounded professional enough. Yeah. And then um it just kind of grew into a thing. He kind of put some branding behind it for me and and really helped me out. And and it kind of it took on a life of its own to, you know, people still just kind of call me homegirl as opposed to Christina sometimes. And um just worked out really well. Yeah. It's that's fun. that's so cool. Uh so uh, did you advertise in Fine Living Lancaster in, in Mark's publication or yeah, I was in there a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. We we um we haven't been in there in a, excuse me in a while, but uh, we advertised in there pretty heavily. Wrote a monthly or well, I guess quarterly uh, article. Um, uh, it's probably going back eight to ten uh, ten years ago that that we were we were with Mark. Um, but yeah, Mark Mark's super cool. Um, mm-hmm. He was a guest uh, a handful of months ago uh, on Lancaster Connects. But that's really neat that it just kind of came out of like it's not something you created. It was just like said and yeah. like then you you. It took on a life of its own, right? Right. Yeah. I think it's funny that people call you homegirl and like, you know, you're Christina, but you're you're like like it's your homegirl. Like, yeah, I <laughs> that's love how it. know you. it's it's neat. <laughs> it's so cool. So uh real estate, um, how how long have you been selling homes? I started in twenty ten. So pretty much the worst time possible. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> it was it was literally, I think I got licensed like a week after that. $8,000 federal tax grant that they were giving out to My people gosh. that bought homes. So anyone who was going to buy a home had already bought a home. And here right. I am like, hey guys, <laughs> I'm a realtor now. So um, so it's been, you know, just a, a journey of it continuously, progressively getting better over the years since it, I started out at the lowest point possible. Yep. Um, so it was a good way to learn how to, how to really do real estate when things were slow. Um, and then it just continued to get better year over year. Yep. Yeah, I, I bought my first house in 2006 and that was kind of like at the height of the pricing market. Well, yep. except for now, but back then. <laughs> right. So I bought up here and then, yeah, 2008, 9, 10, whatever. It was like, and then the house, yeah. you know, we, we had a, like a, a five-year plan on a on the townhouse and, you know, that turned into 10 years because the house oh. value was down here and like basically ended up renting the house, it, it seemed, for, for 10 years until we were actually able to sell it. But I know exactly Aww. what you're talking about in that, in that uh, that time of starting out, so what did you, you know, 2010, 11, you know, just getting started? What did you have to do to kind of stand out? Like what, uh, what made people want to work with you either to to buy or sell a house? Yeah, well, I think um, I made the decision for myself right away that I didn't want to buy leads or even really prospect. I didn't want to do anything that that made it feel like people were just a number to me, you know, just trying to drum a business that way. So I I made the conscious decision of building my business through referral only. So mm. I I made it my job to build relationships with people and just meet people and go to every networking event. Um 
possible. You know, that's all I did. I just went and met people and and built relationships. And um, and over time, so I think it took a little bit longer to get mm-hmm. my real estate business really up and running. But it was to me, it was up and running in a better way because I it took time to to have enough people feel confident referring me to their friends and family. But at the same time, then everyone that I was working with, there was already a level of trust. And um, and it just made the job even easier. So so I'm really glad I did it that way, even though it it was kind of slow going at first. Yeah, absolutely. You know, in, in a lot of ways, you're talking um very similar language to the way we we speak and think about things here at Gardner's Mattress and more. Um, you know, most mattress stores, you know, chains and whatnot, uh, customers are just numbers. You know, they they flood the market with advertising, try to get as many people in the doors as possible, sell as many mattresses as possible. And yeah, yeah, I mean, you're going to do a bunch of business maybe that way, but is it the right kind of business, especially the type of business that's going to refer and recommend and all of that? And, you know, we've been around for for 32 years. And yeah, the first, you know, 10, 15, even 20 years of the business, um, you know, it kind of feels like a, a slow grind in in a way. Yeah. Um, but, you know, once you establish that relationship with people, uh, I think... 65% of our business that last time we checked probably a year ago 65% of our business comes from word of mouth friends and family you know coworkers you know just people spreading the word yeah. people that have seen the reviews all that so yeah it, it it takes time to build but it's absolutely the the right way to do it because you like you said you know the people that you're talking to they've already got some level of trust with you that's fantastic exactly yeah so what what do you uh I guess there's there's two sides of real estate right there there's people buying homes and and people selling homes is there a side that you like better or are they both kind of like equal I feel like it it depends on the specific transaction they're also different so it just okay. depends I I really like helping people buy property okay. because I mean for a lot of reasons I just think it's one of the best financial decisions that people can make and it it sets them up for a healthier financial future and just so many positive things so, um, so yeah, I really like helping people find either the home that they're living in or their investment properties. It just kind of gets me excited that they're making a, a strong decision for their future. Um, but also listing homes is fun because you get to like take all the pictures and do the marketing and make it right. exciting. And um, so, yeah, I don't know if I could pick a favorite really. Yeah. Do, do you ever go into a situation where like you have to do a lot of work to get a house ready to go? Like the telehome or you got to do this, this, and this, and this. Yeah. Well, and that varies too, because you have to be able to explain the difference between like, okay, if we list it like this, yep. here's your, what your proceeds are going to look like if you put some time and effort into it. And then sometimes they don't even want to put the time and effort. And sometimes they're like, okay, let's take some time and and, and do this right. So yep. it's, yeah, every home is a different story. And that's that's part of what I love about real estate. It's It's never boring. You know, it's every day is a different thing. That that's that's cool. So here here comes a question. Uh, Jessica uh, looks like coming through on Facebook. What area of the county would you say is the fastest growing? That's that's a great question. Thanks, Jessica. That is a great question. I would say um, probably. Oh man, fastest growing. That could mean a lot of different things. I suppose. It's true. Yeah. People people are clamoring to get into Lidditz. Um, It's it's really hard to buy properties in Lidditz right now, and I think also Lancaster is is really growing and expanding mm. as it has been for a few years um, in the city specifically. Um, so, yeah, off the top of my head, those would be the two places that I would say are are you know the most in demand. Yeah. 
You know, that that's interesting. We, um, we're kind of on like the back end of the end of your transaction with a new home buyer. Cause a lot of times when people move or buy a new house, they need a new mattress, right? Um, you know, why, why move the old mattress to the new house when you can get a new mattress? So, um, we, we're kind of on the back end of that and we, we have a lot of, um, deliveries going into the Mount Joy area. Just seems to be a lot of new neighborhoods there. Definitely, definitely lit it. Um, but you know, that, that kind of Mount Joy to Elizabethtown corridor just seems to be, be booming as well. That is, yeah, lots of new construction going on right there. Yep. That's a good point. Yep. What, what other advantage might you provide your clients either in buying a house or selling a house? Um, what can a Lancaster home girl offer that maybe other realtors can't? Um, obviously you yeah. have, you have your, your 12 plus years of experience. Uh, but what, what else do they get with Lancaster home girl? I think a couple things. Well, I'm fun to work with. That's well, yeah, important. of course. <laughs> Um, but no, I mean, I've been interested in real estate since I was 10 years old and have been, you know, learning about investing in real estate and, and investing it in it myself. Um, so I feel like the, the knowledge that I bring to a transaction, especially on the buy side in that regard is helpful to my clients. Um, as far as listing homes, I do unique things. Um, I mean, I have a pretty good social media presence. Um, but I also do, you know, mailers to the neighborhood of the property, um, and, and social media boosts for the specific properties for each of one of my listings, a lot of, um, kind of unique marketing that is catching on more and more, but, um, but I'd be sure to be consistent with all my listings to, to make sure that they're getting as much marketing as possible. That's cool. And um, you're across a few different social channels. So like Facebook, Instagram, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Those are the main ones. Yeah. I got to imagine that um, a realtor that's been able to figure that out uh, can succeed because when you have, you know, a, incredible photos about a beautiful house that you're trying to sell and you can get that out there to as many eyeballs as possible, that just, uh, that just, uh, you know, boosts what you're doing there. That's awesome. For sure. um, another question that's, that's, I see coming in, it's not on the screen yet, but it's in the background. There it is. Uh, thanks, Jessica, again, for the question. Um, is flipping homes popular in Lancaster? Very much so. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I thought so. Yep. Uh, <laughs> more so in Lancaster City or Lidditz or, or both? They're everywhere. Yeah. A lot of people are flipping homes. I guess I see it a lot in Lancaster. Um, yep. Yeah, maybe there's just more opportunities in Lancaster to flip homes, but there there's homes being flipped all over the county, more rural areas, and yeah, there's a lot of investors that see you know good opportunity right now and have been really plugging away at it. Yeah, I mean, if if you're buying, especially now, like you bought a property what like maybe two years ago when home values were maybe a little lower, and then of course, you know, as you're you know flipping the house and redoing it, now the home values are up here. I guess that had to be super lucrative for a lot of people that were doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. 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 So uh, obviously, you know, I, I mentioned two years ago, the, the you know, really two and a half, whatever it is, the pandemic um, affected mm-hmm. every industry everywhere. But um, I, I, I got to imagine real estate was one of the hardest hit. Um, yeah. And, and, and probably one of the industries that changed or had to evolve the most um, you know, you couldn't go on showings and, you know, right. I mean, you know, the list of things that you couldn't, couldn't do, uh, yeah. during the pandemic. How did, how did you navigate that and how did things change for you? 
Well, yeah, there were a few months there and without any real end in sight, we didn't know when we were going to be allowed to work again, but the uh, Pennsylvania government shut down real estate. Um, we weren't allowed to to work. <laughs> so, um, so I was fortunate. I even had a friend reach out that was like, are you okay? Like you can't make money right now. And I was like, no, I was like, I have passive income. Like this, you know, goes back to my real estate investment. You know, when everything shut down for the pandemic, I was like, oh, this is what I was preparing for. You know, like I didn't yeah. have to worry about the fact that I couldn't work at the time because I um, had money coming in from my real estate investments. So, so that was fine. It was more so just frustrating being, you know, watching my clients, some of which were even like under contract and couldn't settle or couldn't get their inspection. <laughs> and it just, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Like housing wasn't a, considered a necessity or whatever the term right. was. Neither neither was a mattress. So. A mattress. <laughs> so um so yeah, that was just kind of frustrating and hard to watch people not not have housing or worry about where their housing, you know, what was going to happen with it. Um but then once things opened back up, what we've seen is just things have been much more streamlined. We had to figure out ways to do uh settlements more remotely and more efficiently. Mm -hmm. Um People learned how to do uh, like video home tours better and yep. just more more software and and resources and things like that came into play with having to, you know, distantly show a home or, or things like that that we still use. Um, and so it did a lot of good things happen to the real estate industry in, in response to the limitations that we had for a while there uh, due to the pandemic. You know, like like most businesses, you had to get a little creative, right? Mm -hmm. um, it, it's kind of neat to see, you know, obviously it was a challenge to go through, you know, no matter what business or industry you're in, it was a challenge to go through what everybody went through and, mm -hmm. and you know, continue to deal with on, on some day-to-day -day level. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of things that have come out of the pandemic that I think are, are really, really fantastic. Um, yeah. You know, you mentioned the, the, you know, virtual home tours. We're working with a company now that got started doing virtual tours where you can, you know, kind of go through a house and like click on things, you know, that they've, you know, they've done a video scan and you can click on things and things pop up or doing nice. the same thing here in our showroom. So somebody can go through and do a virtual appointment, a mattress appointment, and as if they were in the showroom, they can do it from home. So uh, we've got something in That's the works fun. that was kind of, you know, started in the real estate thing, but we're kind of bringing it into, into, um, what do we do here? Retail. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> the word escaped <laughs> what do we me. Do? <laughs> what, what am I doing? Retail. So you, you know, you mentioned you mentioned um, passive income is a good segue to uh, your other venture, uh, the Money Girl. Um, so how did that come about? Well, I started the book before the pandemic. Okay. I had started making, I guess, good financial choices for my life at a young age. Um, and then, and had set myself up obviously by being able to buy rental properties and things like that, uh, to the point that I guess once I got into my thirties, I really started to notice people around me being like, man, I wish I knew what you knew. I wish I knew. I wish I knew. Like, uh, you know, finding themselves in kind of like, well, reaping the, you know, not the benefits, but you know, mm -hmm. of their financial mistakes that they had made early in life and realizing right. like, man, I have to dig myself out of this first before I even start building wealth. And and that's what kind of made me realize, oh, I had a, a, a financial education that most people don't get. 
And when you're growing up as a kid, you think, oh, this is just what everybody learns. You don't realize that it's unique. And so when I realized how fortunate I was to have learned these things at a really young age, I started to think, man, someone needs to start teaching kids this. I was like, I don't want to, you know, 20 years from now, have people that are 17 now wake up and think, man, I wish someone had told me this when I was 17 about how to look at money and use money and, and yeah. you know, just all that stuff. So I was like, man, someone should write a book. <laughs> and I am, I am not a writer. <laughs> I'm just, um, I don't know. I never, ever thought I would write a book. It wasn't anything that was on my bucket list or anything. But after a while, right. I was like, I bet that my story, like my experience could possibly benefit some some young people that they could see, hey, this is possible. And I do have options, you know, different than just living in debt. And that's not normal and and stuff to just make make kids think about money in a different way, hopefully. That's so cool. I think I think often we have a story to tell that's up here. And yeah, you, you sit down to write a book. You don't it's not something maybe you set out to do. But like right. your wealth of experience across, you know, your real estate career and and the lessons yeah you learned and the knowledge you have, yeah, that's that's definitely a story. So, you know, you 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 say um, or you said you learned some of these final financial lessons early on. Mm-hmm. Where did you learn these lessons? Well, primarily my dad. I mean, our household was very, um, I guess, financially conservative from you know, from, I don't even remember how young, but it, we always, it was just instilled in us that you don't spend more than you make, you know? And um seems like common sense, but I feel like maybe for a lot of kids or young adults, unless you really spell that out, they just look at it as normal to um use credit cards and use loans for things that you don't really need. And that's that's spending more than you make. So um so I think that was really helpful to to just have that. There was no question in my life. I wasn't going to spend more than I made. And then... um I think on top of that, I used to help my dad. He he was a landlord. He still is. But when I was young, when I was like 10 even, I would go and help my dad work on properties because I thought it was fun. I liked learning how to use power tools and spend yeah. time with my dad and all that stuff. And so while we were there is when he really started to explain to me about how being a tenant works and how being a landlord works. And doesn't it sound better to be the person that owns the property with people paying you to live there as opposed to being the person that's Paying, you know, paying for someone mm-hmm. else's mortgage, essentially. Yep. And I was like, well, yeah, it sounds really good to be a landlord. And so that's when I first became interested in real estate. Um, and and yeah, and then so that that's where my financial education came from. I think mainly just conversations that I, my dad didn't even realize that he was um, that he was giving me such a benefit. I think he just this is just what he liked to talk about, and he, you know, it was just kind of like second nature to him. So, yeah. That's awesome. That, you know, uh, you're very fortunate to have that um, mm-hmm. experience uh, and and knowledge passed down. So, um, your book, um, a combination mm-hmm. of, of those early life lessons and combined with your real estate knowledge and investing knowledge, that is that what the book is about or is there more behind it? So the book is really the intention is to really just get young people talking more about money and understanding that there are options. So I touch on a lot of different things, um, and it all harkens back to being intentional with your money, not wondering where your money went, telling your money where to go. And so real estate does come into it at a couple different points throughout the book, just because that's my life, and I think that's one of the best investments that anybody can make 
Um, but I didn't want the book necessarily to be about real estate. It's about, okay, um, right. you know, empowering young people and showing them the benefits of financial freedom, not just the, not the how you become financially independent right. or even just, you know, financially secure, but also why. And the fact that being, being generous and being able to be abundantly generous doesn't come by not, you know, counting your pennies and being, being um, fiscally conservative or being just really smart with your money. If you want to be able to bless others in your community or even have the time to spend volunteering at organizations and things like that, you, you kind of have to have a little bit of financial freedom and you have to sacrifice, um, you know, probably early, earlier on in life to have more, more passive income or more income later in life um, to be able to, to do good in the world. Right. Right. Your, your book has a target audience. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously young people, but I think specifically uh, young mm-hmm. women as well, right? Talk yeah. a little bit about the, the focus there. So there's a couple of reasons why I decided to, um, to kind of niche down and have it be more of a, a young female demographic. One is that I, I got tired of hearing it being in the real estate world, hearing some young buyers say, Oh, my parents told me not to buy. They said, wait till I get married. Oh, and yeah, buy a house, you know, with my husband, or, or people thinking I don't, girls thinking I don't need to worry about money. My husband will take care of that, right? And and I think that's really really bad advice for I hope obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I I wanted young women to see like no, here's why you should take control of this early on, and you'll just if if and when you do get married, you'll be in an even better position financially. Um, also, I. I really want this book to kind of be a foot in the door or just a stepping stone into getting in front of young women mm-hmm. to to have some, you know, credibility, like, hey, I'm a published author. Um, to to be able to start conversations and hoping that it maybe not being a co-ed environment, it would be a more safe place where they feel more open to talk about these things and really be able to learn. So um there's been plenty of guys that have read this book and and say that they learned a lot from it and that it doesn't even seem like it's just for girls. Um, but just the the look of the book and everything, I feel like it's kind of just, it feels, I don't know. It's great. Sense. Yeah, I mean, the, the lessons in the book can be applied to anybody, really, probably mm-hmm. at any stage of life. But um, yeah. yeah, you have you have a niche uh, uh, for young readers and, and specifically female readers. At what, mm-hmm. what age... Um, did you kind of target the book for, to? Is it is it like teenagers, high school students, uh, women in their early twenties? Loosely, like um, I was hoping to get it into the hands of high schoolers first yeah. and foremost, because a part of the book talks about how student loans can really impact your future negatively, and to really think about um, you know getting a college education and what that student debt is going to look like and maybe finding other ways to pay for it rather than just loans and things like that so I'm like okay so high school high schoolers need to read this before they they get that student loan debt but also if you're already in college there's things that you can learn from it just even about you know paying your debt off faster or not opening those credit cards that they try to just like throw at you on every college campus so but I, I don't I don't think they're allowed to do that anymore. Is that right? I thought I thought oh. somebody told me that. Like, I hope not. So many kids got in trouble with like, or maybe it was like free things. 
that you're giving away to get a Maybe. credit card in your name. Sorry, I, 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 don't I know. cut you off there, I mean, but, that would be great if that's yeah. true. Because yeah, I mean, I, I know yeah. people personally that really got into to credit card trouble because of that. Yeah, and not absolutely. understanding the implications of what they were doing. Yeah. Oh, $5,000 um, credit card. That means I have $5,000. Yeah, that's, I could buy all that, these used CDs exactly. and, and strombolis, and that's what I did in college. But <laughs> yeah, used I mean, CDs and strombolis. Yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah, I mean, it was it was the the mid to late nineties. You know, that's, that's yeah. what was that was hot. So I mean, yeah, the, these lessons are so crucial. I mean, I know I know personally, you know, coming out of high school and then going into college, yeah, I wasn't fiscally responsible, mm-hmm. um, and most people I was around didn't have a clue about. Really right. about how money worked, and this I think this is so invaluable. Getting in in the hands of high schoolers, um, and, and and even middle their, schoolers. Yeah, my, right. My nephew's thirteen, and he read it already. And a friend of okay. mine's daughter, I forget how old she is, but she's probably like twelve or eleven, and she read it as well. So that's it's great. Never too young. Yeah. My daughter just turned thirteen, like a couple weeks ago. So I am going okay. after this. I'm going to go get Good. a book. Good. Thank you. She's she's a a voracious, is that the right word, reader? Um, Yeah. She'll probably finish it in a day and a half. She's got like all summer, right? (laughs) Oh, that's great. Yeah, I hope she likes it. I had her on the show today. Awesome. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, these these lessons uh, are are fantastic. You mentioned, uh, you know, getting it into the hands of high schoolers. And Mm -hmm. I I understand you have some upcoming gigs uh, or speaking engagements. Talk talk a little bit about that. Yeah, there's a couple libraries that I'm going to be speaking at and just doing kind of like small seminars. One's for, it's a teen talk, so it's specifically for younger people. Another one is for adults just to, yeah, educate them about what they can be doing with money as well. Um, and, and yeah, I've just been reaching out to different venues. I'm speaking to a church youth group in October. Oh, that's perfect. Just, yeah, I'm kind of just open to anything, anything that gets me in front of kids or, or anybody yeah. that could benefit from this, so... You know, yeah. um, you know, my my daughter, she's going into eighth grade. I mentioned her um, seventh grade. She had some um, home ec classes. I know they're not called home ec classes anymore. I forget what they were called, yeah, but she know. actually had some financial education in yeah. that. And I don't ever remember that when I was at school uh, as being part of it. You know, you made like you know. A I book I remember <laughs> learning typical. how to write a check. Okay, right, and like. Yeah, stuff like that. But we were never talked to about debt or compounding interest or things that actually matter. Yep. I know my daughter had a project where they were given like 10 or 20 beans or something. And then you had to, you know, you had to put the beans in different places. Like the beans represented money and, you know, you had to buy a home and a car and do this and that. Like actually make life decisions with these beans and you know nice. you get at least a value of in your head of oh yeah i can't have this million dollar house because that takes 19 of my beans away or you know whatever it is that's so, great that's yeah. really helpful yeah i would i would think you know schools would be a, a target target you can get it in into some schools to, to get in front mm-hmm. of uh, groups of uh, young women. I think that would be fantastic. That would be awesome I agree. And I've I've been kind of looking into the best way to go about doing that. I don't know if I should reach out to individual districts or talk to the Department of Education in Harrisburg. Or, you know what I mean? But it's, yeah. it, that's definitely something that I, I want to look into doing. I would I would think even Warwick, the fact that you're a graduate, you've had you know, Lancaster experience all your life and you know, you've rewritten this book. I would think that that would be like 
they would. I, mean, I don't know how schools work. Oh, me from, neither. From that, you know, inviting the public in to to speak, but like I, I would think, right. like they should eat that up. I mean, this is like invaluable education for their for their students. Kind of kind of wrapping up here. Um, if somebody wants to work with the home girl or the money girl, how can they do that? Yeah, well, LancasterHomeGirl.com is my real estate website. Uh, ChristinaDeal.com is my author website. And um, I'm easy to find on Facebook and Insta and everywhere. Yep. Uh, so Just type yeah, in the home girl, the money girl. Yeah. I once did an entire real estate transaction through Facebook Messenger. Like okay. I didn't even realize that I didn't have my client's phone number because we just talked through Messenger. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> hey, you great. know, um, it's a new age of communication. It, yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. Well, and, and you're harnessing the power of social media and, um, mm-hmm. you know, other other platforms for, for good there. Um, and, and the book, uh, how can, how can somebody get the book? Uh, obviously so, on the website. Yeah, it's on Amazon, but you can even just go to, um, yeah, christinadeal.com and click buy the book or yeah. And it'll take you to the Amazon page. Yeah, okay. That's awesome. And, uh, so you can, you can get it for Kindle and you can also request or purchase a paperback, uh, paperback yeah. as well. Yep. Both options. Yep. Yeah. And if somebody wanted a little taste of the book. I think you even offer that on the site as well. You can download mm-hmm. a chapter or something like that. Right. Yeah. There's one chapter that's downloadable on ChristinaDeal.com. Okay. Very cool. And there, there, there it is. is. In fact, Chris Chris is uh, doing some reading in the background, it, it appears. <laughs> He's learning a lot. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> he is. He is. Well, um, that's awesome. Thanks so much for sharing about the home girl and the money girl. Um, uh, we've got yeah. a lot of comments and, and it inspired a, uh, some questions. In fact, um, I think there was another question that maybe we could have you answer. Um, Jessica, there it is. What is the best home improvement to your home you can do? Is it still kitchens and bathrooms? That's a good question. Back to the homegirl side of things. Right. Yeah. That's what people are looking for. Updated kitchens and bathrooms. Um, again, this is one of those things where it is a case-by-case basis. It depends on the property, but by and large, those are the investments that are going to get you the best return, kitchens and bathrooms. Okay. Yep. Yep. There's a lot of things you can do to the house, but I guess if you're mm-hmm. you're uh, going to spend it somewhere, that that's the best place to do it. And right. Jessica is, is uh, hot on the questions here. Uh, <laughs> any any plans it's- for selling it at local bookshops like Aaron's Books and Lidditz? That would be awesome. Um, and no, I haven't gotten around to really looking into that yet. So far, it's just Amazon. Um, I looked into doing it at Barnes & Noble and that's just a bit... I don't think... I think that's, I can imagine that's... not going to happen. <laughs> so yeah, I should talk to local bookstores. Yeah, there's there's got to be... I mean, there's probably a local bookstore in, in almost every community. Um, even the libraries. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure the libraries would love to... Well, I did. I donated my book to all 17 libraries in Lancaster oh, County. Cool. So people yeah. can... Go Smart. get it there for free. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, Jessica, thanks. well, Christina, thanks for sharing. And Jessica, thanks for the the, the questions yeah. there. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll wrap up the, the homegirl, money girl stuff and we'll learn a little bit more about Christina. I think we know Christina uh, much better than we did 40 minutes ago. Um, but we'll, we'll get, we'll get a little personal here with our connection cocktail question. <laughs> Got a All right. fun, splashy graphic. There we go. I, th- I Chris, yeah. I, I, Chris is in the background. Chris is our, our podcast producer. Chris Stone, uh, fantastic podcast producer. If you ever need a producer of a podcast, Chris is your guy. Um, I think there's music coming at some point for the Connection Cocktail. So this is this is my way of 
reminding Chris that I'm I'm <laughs> expecting music. So um, you're a lifetime Lancaster resident, um, yeah. and I know it might be hard for you to narrow it down to one favorite thing to do in Lancaster, but if you could, what would it be? Favorite thing to do in Lancaster? I mean, my favorite thing to do anywhere is go out to eat or go grab drinks with friends. Sure. Um, I'm, a, I'm a, a big foodie. All yeah. right. So, so that's kind of the follow-up question. <laughs> and and you can name you can name yeah. multiple places. That's fine. But do you have a few favorite places you like to go? So it's it's hard for me to pick favorites because it's just you know taste is ever changing. I suppose yep. I usually yep. get obsessed with just new places that open up. So right now it's proof. Oh, what's I don't that? Know if you, no, it's I don't down proof. like in a basement on Queen Street, and it's this little like amazing cocktail bar with a few small plates, and that's awesome. It's, yeah, it's just awesome. Double what? C. I've been what? going to a lot. Oh, what? Where Where is Proof on Queen Street? Uh, like half a block north of the square. Okay, right below Details. If you know okay. where that that store yeah. is. Oh yeah. wow. Never, never knew it existed. That's cool. But See, yeah, that's, and this is why Lancaster Connect is so fun. We, we learn, we learn new restaurants. And w- what was the the other restaurant you mentioned? So or place? Double C. It opened up on Prince Street, like right before everything shut down for oh, the pandemic. But I'm so glad that they made it through. It's the same owners as John J. Jeffries, which is also okay. an yep. amazing restaurant. Awesome. Um, Arm to table. So, so yeah, those are kind of like newer places that that I love. And then, of course, there's ones that have been around forever that are also so great. So. Yep. Yeah. Like, like I said, every time I turn around or, you know, go through Lancaster City, there's something new going on down there. Yeah. Um, all right. So that was question one. Question two. Uh, I think you'll have an answer for number three. When you bring family, well, your, your family's in Lancaster and Lenox, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, people from out of town, friends, other families, uh, you know, you're bringing them into Lancaster and you want to impart something from Lancaster on them. What would that be? Like, what do you like to show off about Lancaster? So, I mean, you know, everyone has to see Lancaster Central Market. That's, you know, okay. of course, uh, yeah. you have to take everyone there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I would say it's just I usually introduce them to whatever is my favorite restaurant at the time. Because okay. yep. that's how I connect over food. <laughs> yep. Well, that, yeah. that's awesome. Thanks for, for playing along with the Connection Cocktail. Sure. Um, yeah. This has been fantastic getting to know you learning about Lancaster Homegirl, how that got started. And I think your Money Girl efforts are just awesome. Um, I'd encourage everybody to go to, what is your website? ChristinaDeal.com slash Money Girl, right? Or just ChristinaDeal.com. They'll find it. They just go to ChristinaDeal.com. Yeah, That's awesome. Uh, Definitely request a chapter of the book. Go buy the book. Um, I'm going to do that after this show uh, and give it to my uh, newly teenage daughter. Um, so um, I, I definitely want her to get started on the right foot from a financial standpoint. And, you know, don't yeah. spend all your money on candy. That's that's not what you should right. do with your money. <laughs> so, <laughs> Kids well, don't know that unless you tell you, them. That, that's right. That's right. And who better <laughs> to tell them than Christina Deal. So thanks so much. Uh, thanks for being a guest on Lancaster Connects. And thank you. We'll see you around. All right. Oh, that was that was awesome. Um, I, I, you know, really hope that people um, visit her site and and get the book. Um, like I said, I will be doing that, and um, I, I, I'd love to see her in front of um, high schools. She mentioned that she's talking to a youth group. Uh, there's so many uh, organizations like that uh, who work with young kids who can use that information. 
Um, you know, and I think we've all made mistakes with money, financial decisions. And, um, I'm, you know, I haven't read Christina's book yet. Uh, but I know the lessons that she's teaching in there would have helped me 20, 25 years ago and friends and, and other people that, um, we know. So super, super important and very cool thing that she's doing. Um, and, uh, you know, she's just sharing her life lessons. So I think that's, that's really, really cool. Um, just a reminder, uh, we do prizes on the show. We've got a ton of comments. Um, there's, there's Amy. Uh, yes, Christina did share some great information. Um, thanks as always for watching and tuning in our, uh, gifts, uh, some less norm more cuddle swag, a tumbler and a hydro flask, uh, or a $25 restaurant gift card. I don't have a restaurant gift card for the two that she mentioned, um, but they sound awesome. Uh, but there are plenty of other $25 restaurant gift cards that you have. Enter the contest. All you do is share a comment and uh, we'll spin the prize a later wheel at the end of the show. Just a couple things to, to wrap up. Um, Mr. Jeff here in the Sleep Better book. Um, I'm not going to read a sleep tip out of there, but I'll share one. Um, I just... Uh, uh, went to the beach last week, uh, went to Cape May, as I always do with family and uh, in-laws. Great week, great weather. Um, bed was okay. You know, it wasn't my, you know, adjustable bed with a full latex mattress uh, on top. So it wasn't as comfy and as as conforming to my sleep needs as, as uh, I would have liked. But you know, it was an adequate bed, but it was made better because I brought my pillow. Uh, so that's my sleep better tip. Definitely, if you're traveling and can do it, um, take your pillow. You know, you might not be able to if you're going on a plane trip and, you, you know, if you could stuff a pillow in there, great. Uh, but you might not be able to stuff a pillow in your, in your suitcase. But, you know, we took a car and all the kids and my wife and I, we took our pillows. And it's it's like when I make a, a packing list for the stuff that I need to pack for a trip, like the pillows are always the first on the list. <laughs> Got to take my pillow because, you know, a pillow is 25% of your sleep surface and it supports kind of an important part of your body, your head, neck, shoulders, and the wrong pillow can blow a vacation up or trip up. I know from personal experience years ago, always try to travel with my pillow if I can. So that's a sleep better tip. Uh, there's plenty more tips that you can get in our book, Sleep Better, and you can get it at Gardner's Mattress and more.com slash Sleep better, download or request your free copy. We'll mail it to you uh, in your mailbox. It'll show up. Uh, also, have a testimonial for Gardener's Mattress and more. Let me pull it up here. I mentioned earlier in the show that we had a busy couple weeks. We did a, a tent event where we got rid of a bunch of clearance and closeout merchandise. Um, and our crew had a lot of extra work uh, related to that. And we just got done <laughs> that. And went into this painting project for the last two weeks. You see Drew there uh, in the background. I think he's worked 13 days straight. Um, and uh, he's he's in line for a couple of days off here the next couple of days. Uh, but I just wanted to give a shout out to Drew. Uh, well, and our team in general, but Drew specifically. Um, we kind of dealt with some illnesses. And again, this paint project, he put in a ton of work. Uh, to see this through. And of course, I was on vacation last week and, and Drew was yeah. kind of um, kept the boat afloat, if you will. So uh, he got a shout out on uh, Google a couple weeks ago. A customer said they had a great experience with Drew to find a new mattress and adjustable bed base. 
He sat down with us to figure out what we were looking for, making good suggestions and educating us on aspects of the industry and products we did not know. Um, so he was a wealth of information to our customer. He was very personable and zero pressure. I highly recommend yeah, Gardner's for no. your next bed. Um, so that's a little bit about what we do at Gardner's. Um, obviously, you know, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, there are literally probably hundreds. Uh, one time we counted, it was like 137 places you could buy a mattress in Lancaster County. That was years ago. Uh, but, you know, we, we try to separate ourselves in terms of product and service and experience. And of course, education and, and knowledge. And, um, you know, uh, you know we're, we're, our customers are not just a number. Um, and you know, we, we do get a lot of our customers from word of mouth um, and, and uh, reviews, testimonials. Uh, we've got these books that are you know, handwritten, full of handwritten testimonials. Um, that's a huge part of our business. And it's, you know, why we get the reviews that we get. And so um, always try to educate first. And, and of course, the goal is to help you sleep better and wake up happy uh, every morning. So that's pretty much the show. Um, we've got to give away our prize. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll do that now. And I can let Drew get back to, well, he's giving his presentation there in the background. Like I said, we're in a new spot in the showroom. So uh, eventually we'll be getting our own little like room here. Uh, we've invested in, oh, all right, Mario's our winner. Mario is a friend from New Jersey who tuned in. I don't know if he tuned in for the first time, but it, I think it was his first uh, couple comments here. So, uh, Mario, uh, if you'd like to make the trip to Lancaster, I know you're you're just uh, just beyond uh, the border across from Philadelphia. Um, Mario has a, a business where he sells um, decking and railing. It's called Great Railing. Awesome, awesome values. Uh, don't shop at Home Depot or Lowe's for your, your deck products. Get it from Mario and Great Railing. Uh, he does a fantastic job. So, Mario, thanks for tuning in and thanks for commenting. Um, I think that's a wrap. We've got a great guest uh, next week, uh, Tim Keller from Tenfold and uh, their uh, related organizations. They've got an event coming up in September, and we're going to talk to them, uh, Tim and uh, that them uh, there's multiple people i think joining us uh, about what that event is and, and how that impacts the lancaster community uh thanks to everybody who uh, commented um thank you so much uh, for tuning in and watching and uh, thank you chris uh if you would like to be a guest on the show lancaster connects uh let us know uh, if you have a story to share if you're a business owner uh, uh or, or work in a business that are making an impact in the community just like christina is making an impact with young in with young women with her book, um, um, and uh, you'd like to be highlighted on Lancaster Connects. Let us know. Go to LancasterConnects.com/slash/guest. Um, nonprofits, charitable organizations are fantastic guests for us, um, so we'd, we'd love to have you on. So uh, I think we're booked up through August and into September, but definitely planning out some dates in the fall uh, for guests uh, so Lancaster Connects. So I think that's it. Jeff will be back next week. Um, but we'll be in our new location here in the showroom. Like I said before, if you you want to see our renovated showroom, come on in. Uh, we've still got some work to do. we got some things to put on the walls, uh, but the paint looks amazing. Uh, we'll just have to take my word for it. Uh, so that's a wrap. Uh, have a great afternoon and a great week. Like, too. See you.